Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
I'm really in a great business. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Thank you. This is your call to worship for the third Saturday in October. Today is October the 17th, 2020. I was indeed glad when they said unto us, let us go into the house of the Lord. Again, good afternoon to some and good evening to others. I bring you greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and I welcome you on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black. We welcome you to our Saturday evening worship service of Refuge from the Storm Church, a church of hope, encouragement, and purpose that was founded just for you. And we trust that you have been indeed in worship all week long, and today is 
is a crescendo to that worship. So we thank you for being here, all of our members and our new listeners. We say welcome, welcome, welcome. It's a privilege to have you in corporate worship today with us as we enter into God's presence. We hope that you are encouraged today and that your spirit is renewed today and that you're refreshed today. Remember, without hope, it's without faith, it is impossible to please God. So we stand in faith today, and again, we welcome you. And please join us again here next Saturday, same time, um, I would say same station, but same place. Thank you for being here, and we hope that you are blessed today. Uh, please let me introduce our uh, serving team today. Pastor Millicent Black is with us today. Uh, Pastors Terrence and Pamela Wilson are with us today, and they will deliver the preach word, and we are praying. We know that they're going to feed our souls, and we're expecting a blessing to come from the word of God today as delivered through them. Elder Carolyn Cunningham serves as our worship leader every Saturday. She leads us in our invocation and our invitation to giving, and today she will also extend uh, the invitation to discipleship. Uh, Sister Helena Thompson serves as our music minister, and we again welcome Brother Bob Pierce, who leads our Talk Shoe ministry. So we thank Bob for joining us, and Cheryl Miller, Sister Cheryl Miller Harvey, also serves on the Talk Shoe team. Today, Sister Loretta Marley will lead us through the throne of grace and altar prayer, and we know that she'll have a beautiful prayer for us. And today we welcome Sister Jax Domnich, who will um, extend an expression of appreciation to Pastor Millicent Black. I'd like to wish a happy birthday to all of you, you who celebrated birthdays last week and those who have uh, coming birthdays next week. Happy birthday on behalf of Refuge from the Storm Church and uh, church members. Now we, we are continuing on with our Pastors Appreciation Month, actually Pastors and Clergy Appreciation Month, which I would like to remind you will culminate next Saturday during worship service at this same time. That will be October the 24th, where we will celebrate Pastor um, Millicent's fourth pastoral anniversary uh, to bring to remembrance. Your theme is Kept by His Grace, which is based on First Corinthians, the fifth chapter and the tenth verse, where Paul writes, but by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was in me. So like Paul, God's grace toward Pastor Millicent has not proven to be in vain. Paul was not only chosen by God to become apostle to the Gentiles, like that, Pastor Millicent has been blessed and chosen to be called to pastor what we are known, we call ourselves targeted individuals. So Pastor's quick to acknowledge that everything and every, all things that she has accomplished was not by her might or her power, her intellect, or by her skill, 
but rather by the grace of God. So we are indeed thankful to have Pastor Millicent uh, as, as our leader, and it's by the grace of God that we can, um, we can partake in a worship service just like this and be safe and feel safe to worship. So this is our time to express our appreciation and our gratitude to her. So don't hesitate to call her, send her cards. If you have a, a sweet little love offering you want to send to her and you want to know how to do that, just reach out to me, Gloria, at refugefromstorm at AOL.com, and I'll give you the forwarding information. So, again, we thank you and we appreciate you, Pastor Millicent. Now, next, on the fifth Saturday of October, Pastor would like to designate that Saturday as Clergy Appreciation Day. And at that time, we will um, show appreciation and honor and lift up Elder Carolyn Cunningham, Minister Juanita Purdy, Pastors uh, Terrence and Pamela Wilson, and uh, Pastor Deirdre Sterling-Williams, and I'm not sure that she'll be here. She was, as many of you know, involved with the, um, the last hurricane, so she's been displaced. So pray for her. But that's uh, on the final Saturday of the month, the fifth Saturday. So please be with us at that time. Now, this coming Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, we continue with our small group study entitled Embracing Purpose. Uh, we're holding that by Zoom, and Pastor is uh, the facilitator, and it's been a wonderful experience thus far. Uh, this coming Thursday and each Thursday, uh, Pastor also facilitates the Next Generation Support Group Ministry, initially planned for TIs 25 through 41, but if you would like to come, uh, just check in with Pastor at uh, mgrace32 at gmail.com or just reach out to her at admin at refugefromthestormchurch.org for more information. Uh, and I know they're having um, a very fruitful time where she's attempting to reach out to those who have, uh, we all have challenges with our targeting, but who are younger especially those who are younger who are, are experiencing this, this traumatic event so, and experiencing challenges. So even if you're above 41, just reach out to her and let her know that you would like to come and, and join in the ministry team. So we thank you for that. Now, I believe that's all of our announcements. I thank you for your attention. I'd like to remind you to mute your lines, please, to protect the integrity of the service. And if there are any, any snafus, we will attempt to give you guidance as we go along the service. Now let's go higher in worship and direct our focus wholly on God as we look to the Holy Spirit who's always with us to lead us in our worship and our praise and our prayers, our music, and the preached word. Allow uh, God through the Holy Spirit to minister to you right where you are today. If you want to lift up holy hands, do it. If you want to sing along with the music, do it. Just please be blessed and worship today. After we have a beautiful recorded opening number, then Elder Carolyn will come and lead us through the rest of the service.
Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, God. We praise you. We praise you. Our bodies may be afflicted, but our spirits are not. Praise God. Praise God. The first scripture today is taken from the book of Psalms, Psalm 96, verses 1 through 13. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Day after day, announce that the Lord saves his people. Tell people about his glory. Tell all the nations about his miracles. The Lord is great. He should be highly praised. He should be feared more than all other gods because all the gods of the nations are idols. The Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are in his presence. Strength and beauty are in his holy place. Give to the Lord your families of the nations. Give to the Lord glory and power. Give to the Lord the glory he deserves. Bring an offering and come into his courtyard. Worship the Lord in his holy splendor. Tremble in his presence, all the earth. Say to the nations, the Lord rules as king. The earth stands firm. It cannot be moved. He will judge people fairly. Let the heavens rejoice and the earth be glad. Let the sea and everything in it roar like thunder. Let the fields and everything in them rejoice. Then all the trees in the forest will sing joyfully in the Lord's presence because he is coming. He is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and its people with his truth. The second scripture is taken from the book of Thessalonians, chapter 1, verses 1 through 10. From Paul, Silas, and Timothy to the church at Thessalonica, united with God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, goodwill and peace are yours. We always thank God for all of you as we remember you in our prayers. In the presence of our God and Father, we never forget that your faith is active, your love is working hard, and your confidence in our Lord Jesus Christ is enduring. Brothers and sisters, we never forget this because we know that God loves you and has chosen you. We know this because the good news we brought came to you, not only with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit, and with complete certainty. In the same way, you know what kind of people we were while we were with you and the good things we did for you. You imitated us and the Lord in, in spite of a lot of suffering. You welcomed God's word with the kind of joy that the Holy Spirit gives. This way, you became a model for all the believers in the province from Macedonia and Greece. From you, the Lord's word has spread out not only to the province of Macedonia and Greece, but also to people everywhere who have heard about your faith in God. We don't need to say a thing about it. They talked about how you welcomed us when we arrived. 
They even report how you turned away from false gods to serve the real living God and to wait for his son to come from heaven. His son is Jesus, whom he brought back to life. Jesus is the one who rescues us from God's coming anger. Let us pray. Dear Lord, let us praise you and worship and glorify you day and night. Through your Holy Spirit, help us to feel the joy that comes only from you, Lord, the joy from seeing the beauty every day of your creation, the joy from witnessing your glory in all that is good, and the joy from knowing that you have power over all entities. Infuse in our hearts, Lord, the knowing that you are in charge of not only us, but of the universe and beyond. And no other entity can make that claim as hard as it may try. Dear Lord, we continually ask you to end our suffering and you command us to pray without ceasing. Help us to always ask the Holy Spirit to guide us to pray effectively, to praise and honor you first and foremost, to thank you for our blessings, and our challenges, because challenges cause us to rely more on you, to ask for your forgiveness when we sin, to petition you with our concerns, to trust that your responses to our petitions are in our best interest, to hope for an end to our afflictions, and to receive all your blessings with a welcome heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. So let's listen to a praise and worship song, which will be followed by the altar prayer. It will be offered today by Sister Loretta Marley.
Are you there, Sister Loretta? Yes, I am. I was muted. I just got unmuted. Thank you. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Lord. Thank you. And that's what we want today. Caroline said that within her prayer, Lord, that we do want to glorify you no matter what's happening. And in this song, Lord, be glorified in the heavens, be glorified in the earth, be glorified in the temple. Jesus, Jesus, be thou glorified. And Lord God, I come before you today on behalf of your people, for the whole TI community, but particularly now specifically for this church here, for the people that are gathered here today, Lord God. And Father, Early on when this was happening to me and I did my research and thank God for the internet and a computer and I found out what was happening to me. Lord, I saw it and I haven't heard this at all, but at that time I just heard that this was like an open air concentration camp. And that resonated with me, Lord, but it also 
made me sober in the fact of the seriousness of the evil that we're suffering and what we're going through. We've been ripped away from our lives. Our lives have been ripped away from us. Our relationships have been compromised. Our plans for our futures and our careers and homes that we may have lived in, we no longer live in. Lord, you see all that. You're aware of all that. You, you know how we're suffering. But the devil is a liar, and he is, uh, he's, uh, this makes things look like they're true when they're not. And we know that your word trumps all of that. And Lord, we want to live by that word, and we want to be just being victorious over everything that we're facing. Lord, I always say that scripture, I love it. In 1 Thessalonians 1, 6, it's 6, it says that seeing it as a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation unto them that trouble you. And Lord, your heart is such that you know that these things aren't right and you do justify your people and you do bring vengeance and you are the God of the whole earth. and You are the Lord of all. Your kingdom rules over all. Lord, you avenge us of our enemies. Lord, I thank you this week for um, Nils Melzer, the special rapporteur on torture, speaking to the United Nations on behalf of our situations. And Lord, just praying about that today, I thought of him as a type of Moses going to before the tribunal or before the the courts of of the earth and saying, let my people go. And Lord, I could see the wisdom in this man and the way that he is carefully tending to this task and and, uh, speaking through it and setting the stage. And I just pray that you would continue to give him wisdom and strength and power and grace to be able to state our case, Lord, succinctly before the powers that be on the earth. But we know that the powers that be that are over that are you, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. We thank you for that. You are in charge, and we acknowledge that. Father, the needs of this community are overwhelming. There's so much suffering and pain and sorrow. But we know that we have a high priest who's touched with a feeling of our infirmities and tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin. When I read that today, Lord, I said, yes, that's the difference, yet without sin. And you suffered all those things, Lord, And you didn't react in sin, and thank God you didn't because it would have disqualified you as our Savior. But you didn't, and you lived that perfect life, and you responded perfectly by the Holy Spirit and only did what you saw your Father doing and said what you heard your Father saying. And Father, I know myself, I succumb to sin as I am daily, relentlessly ambushed and Uh, tried to be taken over and attacked and deceived and 
abandoned and terrorized, Lord, as I know, are others that are suffering. And we react in anger, Lord. We say things that we shouldn't say, and it, it doesn't really help. It helps for the moment because you feel a sense of power and indignity, and you may have angered the perps in some way. And Lord, I, I just see, though, that your word says, be angry and sin not, let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Because Satan gains an advantage over us, and we are not ignorant of his devices. The wrath of man does not work the righteousness of God. And Lord, it doesn't help us in the way that the bitterness springs up and it troubles us and it defiles many. Show us how to walk in victory despite the suffering, living supernaturally above the onslaught of evil that is a way of life for us each day. This is war, and you are the Lord of hosts. You lead us triumphantly in battle. Let us be consumed with you and the gospel and the Great Commission, like the church in Acts being threatened, and then they got together and reported on what had happened, and they said, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant to us that with all boldness we may speak your word by stretching forth your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. Father, they acknowledge the hand of the enemy. Speaking your word. They were so set on speaking your word and performing the great commission that they pressed on and they spoke the truth and your spirit fell and shook the place where they were. Help us, Lord, to be so focused on you that we will overcome because we are overcomers. And Lord, I also pray we need everything that's in your word, the fellowship of the saints, the blood of Jesus, that our prayer life, our relationship with you. And Lord, I pray today, my prayer is for the gifts of the spirit to operate. And Lord, there are the, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, healings and miracles and faith and um tongues and interpretation of tongues, Lord, I pray that you would stir up those gifts within this body and that everything that we have that's been given to us in your last will and testament that tells us who we are in your word and the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, help us to avail ourselves of all those things and stir up our faith and take hold of it in the name of Jesus and to walk in power and to see those gifts manifest in our lives and in our bodies and in the body of Christ and this body of Christ, Lord, so that we can also minister to the world by hands on the sick and they shall recover and preach the gospel to every creature uh, in the earth, Lord God. Father, help us to listen for words of wisdom and words of knowledge and to expect them and 
to speak them out by faith. Help us to believe that we'll lay hands on the second they recover and do it, Lord God. Lord, each person that is here today that has wounds from burns and uh, any kind of wounds that they've experienced from attacks, Lord, I pray that that bomb of Gilead, you would just apply it to them, to their physical bodies, to their mental minds, to their spirits, to their souls. And Lord, when I was thinking this today, I thought of that precious song that our sister Carolyn always sings, that there is a bomb of Gilead that heals the sin-sick soul, that makes the wounded whole. Father, I pray that you would touch each one today here, that they would feel your touch, that they would receive your promise, that they would be healed in the name of Jesus and their thoughts and their attitudes and their physical wounds, Lord God, and you would manifest yourself to us and that we would give you all the glory and that you would be glorified and that you, you have been glorified, you are glorified, and we would continue to glorify you. All the, promise of, all the promises of God in Christ are yes and amen. So we say amen, and we look to your spirit to begin to move in our midst, and as we go forward in our church and grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, you know the sufferings of each and every person. You know the heart of each and every soul here. You know what we've been through. You know what we're facing. You know how it's affecting us. And we just come to you today, and we ask you to move on our behalf while we seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things be added unto us. Lord, this is war. And we are warriors, and you are the Lord of hosts, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Most High God. And with your warrior angels, you lead us in triumph and victory in Christ Jesus always, always. You've already won the victory at Calvary. And Lord, just thank you today for being with us, for the songs, for the prayers, for the message that's going to come forth. And help us to just take it in. And like Jesus said, let these sayings sink down into our ears and renew our minds and let us be transformed and let faith come by hearing the word of God. And Lord, your word says that we do our not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. So Lord, we need both. We need the scriptures and we need the power of God. And we thank you for that. We thank you that you're moving in our midst and you're stirring us up and we're praying your will. And Lord, we believe it. And, and you want that faith because without faith, it is impossible to please you. For those that come to God must believe that he is and he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek you. And we're diligently seeking you, Lord, and we believe that you are. And we bring these requests before you in the name of Jesus. And we look for wonderful things to happen even this day, this moment, this hour. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.
Thank you, Sister Lorette, for pushing forward in your suffering and speaking the word of God, which gives us the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, to all worshipers, this is your invitation to giving. Our church, Refuge from the Storm, provides refuge from targeting by tending to the spiritual needs of those of us who are targeted. But we are also similar to other organizations in our community in that we have financial needs to meet our goals. Please help us continue to ministering to all who are targeted. So for those worshipers who are able, we'd like you to consider making a financial contribution. You can do it in any way you'd like and in any amount. We welcome one-time donations as well as weekly, monthly, quarterly, or annual contributions. To make your contribution, you have several options. You can go to our website, refugefromthestormchurch.org, or you can contact Pastor Millicent by email at mgrace321 at gmail.com or Sister Gloria, our administrative assistant, by email at refugefromstorm at all.com. Thank you so much. Next, we have Sister Jax Dominitz, who will be offering an expression of appreciation and encouragement regarding Pastor Milson and Pastoral Appreciation Month. Okay, I want to thank you for allowing me to speak today. I'm just waiting for this last, I made it to a minutes coming out of turn. I was going to give this hold on a second. I'm trying to get it out, but here it comes. This evening, we gather around the altar that Jehovah Mahakadeh has prepared for us. This is a special fourth annual pastoral anniversary. We celebrate Reverend Dr. Melissa Black, who is the founder of the Refuge from the Storm Church, a virtual online church created especially for the victims of cyber torture, aka targeted individuals, and other nefarious and similar invisible acts of crime. The scripture says in Ephesians 6:12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the authorities, the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil. In the heavenly realm. No one understands this scripture better than Dr. Millicent and her congregation, for we are a tormented people, the daughters and sons of the kingdom who still praise our God, no matter what the circumstances. We are not good time only Christians. We are 100% to the finish line Christians. We are going to finish this race, for God has sanctified and refined us all along the way. Reverend Dr. Millicent teaches us to praise the Lord, even in the bad times, and she certainly does do that. I came to know about Reverend Dr. Millicent in my search online. 
eventually I spoke with a woman who was a benefactor of the charity from Dr. Millicent and her ministry. This woman spoke of the time that Dr. Millicent had given her a hotel, food, and various needs that she had encountered in her homelessness travails in her life. This targeted individual's living testimony was the reason for my decision to become a 100% proud and full member of Pastor Millicent's Refuge from the Storm Church. It has been a blessing to know Reverend Millicent Black and her ministry. Dr. Reverend Millicent Black has embraced the meaning of faith, hope, and love in 1 Corinthians, Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. It is from these things that she opens her heart in a charitable way. Many of you may not know that Reverend Dr. Millicent wrote a book entitled Empowering Women Who Suffer in Silence from Domestic Abuse from victimhood to voice recovered and restored. As I read the book, I realized that this silence is what and what is referred to as the holy hush that is necessary in order to maintain evil. It is our voices that denounce and denounce the exposure of evil that will eventually set us free. Reverend Dr. Millicent is doing her part in a myriad of ways. Number one, embracing purpose class on Wednesday evenings. This class is a blessing because we get to have fellowship on Zoom and actually invite each other virtually into our homes. Number two, next generation support group ministry. All ages are welcome, although it originally started at ages 25 to 41. All the rest of us wanted in, so she opened it up. Number three, second Saturday of the month, social on Zoom. Number four, upcoming chronological Bible study on Zoom to be announced later in the year. And of course, this service itself that we're having right now at Refuge from the Storm Church, Pastor Millicent's email and phone are almost always available to us. She is a hands-on pastor. Worshiping God, our Jehovah Shammah, who is present and near, is the first and foremost part of our life. Pastor Millicent has ensured a way for us to worship God in a concentric and meaningful way, regardless of our ages. The church service is just like being there in person. Haven't you noticed? When I listen to the service like the one we are having today, well, I am taken to holy ground and blessed by the hand of God. The choreography is an exact and painstaking effort to ensure its authenticity online. Sing for joy and praise God, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider. And thank you, Pastor Millicent, for being a voice the voice, our voice, and a pathway so that we can worship the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, our God and Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you and amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister Jax. Amen. Thank you, Sister Jax. 
for your remarks of appreciation and encouragement regarding Reverend Millicent. Now let us prepare our hearts to receive the word from Pastors Terrence and Pam by listening to a praise and worship song. everybody we're just honored again to be in the presence of our wonderful family of God and sisters and brothers in Christ and thank you for Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, Pastor Millicent for 
including us again in this ministry. Amen. Good evening. I'd like to say I greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, our beloved Savior and great King and great Lord over the earth, Father. We just thank you for ruling in heaven and in earth and throughout the galaxy. I'd like to say a good evening to my wife, my co-pastor, Jesus Christ, after you. I'd like to thank uh, Dr. Millicent Black for inviting us. Like my wife said, I joined in what she said. And we give honor and greetings to all of you who are bond servants in Christ Jesus. And what are we going to talk about today, honey? What is, what are, what is the good news that we have today? Because the gospel is good news. Amen. Well, I've been praying a lot and meditating on the words, we are not of this world. Okay. And I know that um, this is something that's really important to me in specifically right now because it seems like right now everybody's taking different kinds of sides and social and political. And while that may be the norm and a standard for the unbelieving world, it should not be so for Christians because just like Jesus said, we're not like the world. In fact, we're not even part of this world. We're not, we're not part of their views, their values, and their belief system. In short, we are not of this world. Now, the phrase, we are not of this world, comes from Jesus' own words when he said in John 18, 36, and I'll read it. My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom was of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from the world. He meant that he was not leading an earthly method of change or, or a revolution, earthly revolution. He was leading a spiritual movement that would change the hearts of people for eternity. Okay. So he, we know that Jesus said he's come to set the captives free. And we know that Jesus, by coming into the world in the first part of Matthew being born of Mary and Joseph, and we know that by with him coming into the world, we know that this was never his home and this was, he was not of this world. Mm-hmm. But we also know this in part. We know that Jesus also told us this, you are not of this world. You are citizens in heaven. So in John 17 and 14, I'm going to read that. And I hope that you do like I do. I, whenever I'm where the word is being delivered, I write things down. I write all the scriptures down because it's always good. I think we all know these scriptures, but just having them somewhere to kind of refer back to for the message just helps you. It helps me other times. So if you want to, you can write along or read along. John 17, 14, Jesus prayed, I have given them your word, talking about the disciples. And I believe also he was talking about everybody later on that would be us. I've given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. And this verse gives us a clue why we're not of this world, because Jesus isn't. He said very clearly that he wasn't of this world. And when we're born of God, we move from an earthly team to a heavenly team. I like to use teams or or war strategies in, in my, uh, you know, analogies, because I think it really gives it a clear picture. Second Peter 1 and 4 says, we participate in the divine nature, escaping the corruption of the world caused by evil. Now, that doesn't mean that um, we, we've often heard we're in the world, but not of it. So we're still in this world. So Jesus even said in 17, John 17, 15, he said, I do not ask, he was praying to God the Father, that you take them out of the world, but that you keep, keep them from the evil one. So he knew his disciples needed to stay in the world because they needed to 
minister the gospel. Matthew 5.16 says, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Peter, First uh, Peter 2 and 9 says that we, even though we're in this world, we're set apart as a chosen royal priesthood, holy nation, people for his own possession, that you may claim the excellencies of him who calls you out of darkness into the marvelous light. So though we are free from worldly influence, this does not mean that we're not to participate in society or government, and we have to participate. Well, also, this too, if any of you have ever possessed a passport, and if you ever went to a foreign land outside the U.S. district or areas containing to the U.S., uh, Puerto Rico is a, is a different exception because if you're a U.S. citizen, you can travel to Puerto Rico with a driver's license. You don't need a passport because U.S. area, basically. But I'm talking about if you go to Europe, Asia, or South America, Africa, or Asia Minor, Far East, Middle East, and Europe, East, West, South, Northwest Europe, you have to present a passport before you could be accepted. And, and some of those countries would even expect you to have a visa along with that sometimes. So I'm saying this in so many words. A lot of people say to themselves, okay, when Jesus was born, he said, I, I was born and I already chose when you were in the womb, you were chosen to be a vessel of mine. Now, even though we're going to be hated by the world, remember that the world hated Christ because he was not of the world. You know, the world, the Bible says, and Jeremiah, your people love to have it so. It's because if you love the world and if you are this world, then you're not of God. But we refuse worldliness. We accept holiness because we have chosen, God said, to choose who they, who you serve today, either life or death. So we have chosen him. And he said, since you have chosen me, I want you to live in holiness and righteousness and hunger and thirst after me and seek me, Matthew chapter 6, with all your heart, all your soul, all these things will be added to you. But do not take it personal because when you are hated and despised, remember, Jesus said, I ran the race 2,000 years ago, and what you're going through, I've already ran that race, and I finished with the baton in my hand, and I'll pass it on to you. So know that you're being hated and despised is not because we're so good or we're so perfect or so educated. It's because they hated Christ. They hate mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. So if they hate God and they hate Christ and Holy Ghost and everything that pertains to God or connected to God, know that the world is going to hate you. Amen. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I've mentioned in the past that when we do travel, even though we go beautiful places, um, there's no place like home. Amen. We come back to our Amen. And I think it's the same thing. This is how I feel in my spirit that, and I hope that everyone would really draw closer so that you would feel like this if you don't, that we're, we're, not, we're not permanently here. We're visitors. We're somebody that came in here with a passport for a certain amount of time to, do, to have fun or to do some work or even people that come to this country on a work visa, let's mm-hmm. use that for an example. Um, they come here for a, for a specific amount of time, and then they go back to their home. And where is that? This is not our home. As much as we might like it or don't like it, or especially if we don't like it, we know that there's something wonderful and glorious waiting for us, although we, have to, we do have to participate. We have to participate by, you know, obeying the law and by ministering to people and possibly raising children or being parts of families or workplaces and things like that. That's part of our, our assignment, too, for, for God. But it's an assignment in a foreign land. We're, this is not, we have a heavenly home. 
Um, we've been there maybe in eternity because God chose us from the beginning. Maybe we don't remember what it looks like or know what it looks like, but we know it's, it's wonderful and better than this. And so as we're part of this world, we just, I always remind myself, especially when things go wrong, I belong to another society, and it's a heavenly one, and we're from above and from beneath. And the, the Bible tells us to refuse worldliness. First John 2 and 15 says, do not love the world or the things of the world. And if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not even in him. Mm-hmm. For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, not the Father, but is of the world. And the world in this form is passing away. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Now, we're supposed to be, in, in these last days, we're going to see more and more the separation between the world and, and the people of God. And you ought to look like God's folks, okay? You ought to look like Jesus. You ought to act like Jesus. You ought to talk like Jesus. You ought to be like Jesus. And I think we got to line up, and I've said this before, I even wrote a book about it. We got to line up with Jesus above all other categories or or distinctions or demographics. We got to line up with with God people, and we got to line up with Jesus, and we have to be like him. We have to be like him. We got to be really, really on the lookout and on guard for deceptions, witchcraft. I've said it before. Witchcraft is rampant. It is rampant in these days. It is, there's so much deception, that, and it's, a lot of it is caused by witchcraft, and, of course, a lot of it is caused with us, and some people understand this a little better than I do, by mind control. Um, we got to just hang, we got to cling to the, to the word right now. I'm in the word every day, and either it's in the Bible or I'm listening to scriptures on a, on a um, you know, on a podcast thing, or I'm, I'm playing scriptures on TV, or I'm doing you know, I'm doing something where I, the word is always in me because I want my spirit to be filled up with the word. Like, just like someone said, you can tell what's in somebody because when you squeeze them, that's what comes out, you know. So if you squeeze somebody and they start ranting and raving, mm-hmm. or if they start saying the word and understanding that God loves them, we just have to be aware in this world. This world, we got to cling to the cross like we never did before because you can look at like, okay, there was a movie, and I don't know if I've mentioned this before. But there's a scripture that says we are of God and the whole world is under the influence of the wicked one. Everybody but the people that are listening to God and are clinging to the Bible and Jesus Christ. So there was a movie that we saw. I think I told you all about this, but I'll mention it again, that um, the, the Antichrist had blinded all these people so that when he murdered somebody right in front of all of them at a table, he shot this man in the head. All the people, he hypnotized their mind to think that the man had killed himself. The only person that understood what really happened was this young guy who had gone in the bathroom and prayed for salvation before the meeting. Um, Not even related to the meeting, but he just, some people had told him that he needed Jesus. And so he went into the bathroom and prayed. And when he came out, he was walking in the light. And so he was able to see the man commit murder when everybody else saw that what he deceived, the leader deceived them to say it was suicide. And also, okay, we talk about beware of deceptions of, in the, of the last hours. And when I was in the church as a little boy, as an usher, I remember they used to talk about the we're in the last days. We don't, now we're into the last hours. King Solomon said we live our lives like a vapor. Just, it's, it's quick. Life is fast. And look how fast the time is going. Uh, you're 10, then you're 20, then you're 30, then you're 40, and you so on and so on from there. But in 1 John chapter 2 and 18 says, little children, it is the last hours. As you have heard, 
that the Antichrist is coming, even so as many Antichrists will come, by which we know that it is the last hours that they will come for us, and they are what well, they that went out from us, but they were not with us. Well, if they had been with us, they would have continued with us. But they were out. They went out. They made be manifested that none of them were of us. But you have anointed us with the Holy One, and you know all things, not written to because you have because you have not known the truth. They and I know the truth because they knew it and did not lie or to the truth. Amen. So now, he says he's not written to us because we don't know the truth, but because we do know it, and there's no lie that's of the truth. So he's telling us we know. He says you have the anointing one from anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. Now, of course, nobody knows everything. But here's, I believe what he means, all things, is that we know spiritual things. Mm -hmm. We know, um, what is that scripture? In, I believe it's in Jeremiah. It says, call on me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things you know it's not. Mm -hmm. He is showing us things the world cannot see. He shows us mysteries. He shows us um, secrets. He shows us, he said he shows us secret things. We, because we're not of this world. So it's just like in the military. I'll use one of my military analogies again. When the military people are trying to um, get messages across and they're behind enemy lines, they use a certain kind of code. They use code, they use uh, army coding and army uh, signals and things like that because they don't want the enemy to intercept what they're saying and they have a language all of their own that they can communicate when they're behind enemy lines. This is what we have. We have this word, we have the Holy Spirit, we can receive things from God that the world will never be able to receive. I mean, if you don't, if you don't have the Holy Spirit right now, you're going to be greatly deceived by all kinds of things. Um, you could be deceived by financial stuff, romantic relationships, friendships, even by family members. Um, so you gotta you got to have the Holy Spirit so that you will not be deceived in the last day. The one thing I want to add to the beware of the deception in the last days, as Paul, as John is talking about this, is that there's going to be a great falling away from the church itself because they're going to start departing because Paul said they're going to have itching ears. And that they're not going to want to hear the truth no more. They're going to have churches that are being put out there right now by antichrist movements mm -hmm. that are going to tell people things. They're going to make them feel comfortable in their sin. Mm -hmm. They're going to validate their sin. And Paul said they're going to even give their approval for the sin in the last days. So be careful because there are going to be entertainers. They're going to involve world-renowned people mm -hmm. that are famous. And they're going to say, we're Christians. But they're going to lead many of people astray. One thing about Satan, he doesn't invent anything. He counterfeit, try to counterfeit and duplicate what God has already created. So be careful because the devil, the Bible said the devil is a deceiver. But also, too, when you start hearing the terms from famous people, Miles, about there are other ways to pass, mm -hmm. there are other higher powers. Mm -hmm. There is no other higher power. There's only one way to God. It's straight and narrow. I declare, I don't care what Oprah and all these other people, is, and I'm sorry to say their name. There is no other, because if we start saying there's other paths to God, what we're saying is that we're calling Jesus a liar, and that he did his dying on the cross was in vain. But we know that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the light, and no one comes to the Father unless he comes through Jesus. And if you don't come through Jesus any other way, the Bible calls you a thief and a steal. Mm -hmm. Amen. And so also about celebrities and everything, we can see things, at least, and I know I can. When you see celebrities doing things to mock our Lord or to imitate our Lord in the way that they put themselves out of the deity, they may dress up as costumes like the Virgin Mary, 
They may do some other types of things. That's just straight up witchcraft. Straight is pure witchcraft. They might say things like um, we need to be tolerant of other people, and they use the word tolerant to negate that we believe there's only one way to heaven. So they will call us whatever they want to call us, intolerant, if we only believe believe that Jesus is the only way. They'll do things. They'll say things. They'll say things that we know for 100% sure that the Bible says is wrong. They'll say it's right. We'll, they'll say that things that, that the Bible clearly teaches is old-fashioned or it's, um, it's not right or it's uh, – what's the, they use a lot of words like intolerant or it's, it's against different people. And we gotta be, we've just got to come to this word. Now, I'm not saying that we have to go around and be, you know, uh, use biblical things when we're in maybe a professional setting. But we certainly have to believe what God believes. This word hasn't changed. It's the same. It's from the Old Testament to the New. I remember what this one pastor said. I believe the Old Testament and the New Testament. I didn't believe the table conscience and the map. I believe the whole thing. And my husband preaches the whole thing. One thing I really liked about him when we met, I was really not that um, understanding of the Old Testament because there were so many battles. I knew the, I love the Gospels. I love Paul. I love everything, you know, that. But when it came to the Old Testament, all those battles and all these different historical things, I didn't, wasn't very clear on, which my husband is. So that gave me a really great, opened up my whole mind towards how God has been working ever since that's been documented from the Old Testament to the New. And the Bible says for us in Colossians 3 and 1 that we should set our mind on things above and not on things of the earth. That's really hard. I mean, because everybody wants to. We said, Dr. Nelson and I were talking about how I put, I, I was telling her how I put uh, dye on my hair because it's gray. So that's a, that's a worldly thing, you know. So I know that we're in this world and we, we're going to do things. Of course, we want to, you know, we're going to still dress in some kind of way decently when we go out of our house and maybe I, I dye my hair. Some people don't or whatever. So we know we live here in this earth and we're going to do things. We're going to eat right because we want to, you know, make sure that we're, our, our bodies are healthy. But above all of that, our focus should be not our body's healthy, although we should do that as good stewards, but that our spirit is healthy, mm-hmm. that we are so, like, working out. We go downstairs, we have a gym, and we, because we, we can't go to the gym anymore, so we use a treadmill here, we use weights. But we don't, and I work out my spirit just as much as I do my mm-hmm. arms and my legs and going on the treadmill because that keeps me sharp. I listen to people. There's a few people only left that I believe they're really preaching the word. I mean, really, honestly, truly preaching out the show enough word out the Bible. And I listen to a few of them sometimes. Or if there's nobody around, I just, you know, there's so many apps anymore. You can get apps. You can listen. You can get CDs and just put, you can get that Alexa app. It'll even read the Bible, you know, although I'm a little skeptical about that thing with all this spying things that it can do. But it says that we should set our mind on things above. And so I, would, I just invite you to just say, Lord, make the focus of my life, even though I have to live in this world, let me think about heaven every day. Mm-hmm. Let me think about what the glories of heaven, let me think about your home, my final home, what my home looks like, my family members there. Give me a revelation daily that I can keep thinking about you because it's so hard. I mean, I know a lot of days I get up and I, you know, I pray. And some days I'm like, okay, I haven't. Is that someone okay? Everyone okay there? Hello? Yes, we're fine. Okay. Okay, so um, I have to just, you know, a lot of times 
you'll start thinking, oh, I got this report to do. I got a meeting at such and such a time. And if I get up too late, I'll, have, I'll make my praying quicker than it should be. So we just got to keep on my, ask the Lord, Lord, show me the glories of heaven. Show me what it looks like there. Show me that when I'm in this horrible state right now or if I'm in pain or something, show me that there's something so much better than this, that the glories that await me are far surpassed what I'm going through right now. And show me how to not take this life seriously. Even when I, you know, I might, I might make a mistake or do something wrong or say something wrong, maybe at work or something, and I'm like, oh, man, you know, I shouldn't have said that. And then the Lord will remind me, you know what, this is like temporal. Do the best you can here because you've got a home, you've got a heaven, you're loved. And he, he keeps reminding me to keep thinking about him. Now, let me add one more thing to Colossians 3 and 1. If you look at the book of Daniel, it says Daniel was in, uh, he served under Nebuchadnezzar and King Darius, okay? And so did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. All four of these men, the young three, they were younger than Daniel, they had to have set their minds on the Lord constantly because they were in a foreign land they had never been to before in captivity. But they kept their mind on the Lord every day by renewing their mind. They were able to overslot the thinking of the people that were around them at that time. So that's why I say stay focused. And by fasting and praying and reading in his word and meditating, worshiping God and, and nourishing other people with the words, if you do those things, it'll keep your mind refreshed on him mm-hmm. daily. But you've got to do it on a daily basis. Just like you brush your teeth, you get up, you exercise, you walk, you have to do it. And speaking in tongues is another one. Refresh and exercise your, your spiritual gifts. As Paul said, I come to stir up the gifts inside of you. That's what we're trying to stir up the gifts inside of you because you're going to need them in these last days. And we're in war right now. Okay, so tell us about our citizenship in heaven, and I'm going to add on to that too. Probably. So I love this scripture right here. It's Philippians 3.20. If you don't remember anything else out of this message we gave today, please write that down. Philippians 3.20 says, um, our citizenship is in heaven. Those who have lived and died in faith acknowledge that they are strangers and exiles on earth. So our citizenship is in heaven. And then in Hebrews 11.16, it says that we desire a better uh, country, or we have a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called our God. He has prepared a city for them. This world is not their home, and nor is it ours. Okay, this, this is how the disciples were thinking. We look forward to the house that has many rooms, okay? In John 14 and 2, it says, for we have no lasting city here in this earth, but we seek a city that is to come, mm-hmm. another city. Amen. Our citizenship is not here. I work where people get citizenship in the United States. Mm-hmm. They come here. They, um, they're citizens of other countries, and then they come here, and because when they leave their other country, mm-hmm. they have to take an oath, literally an oath saying, I renounce and abjure all allegiance and fidelities to any foreign prince, potentate, state, or sovereignty, mm-hmm. they have to renounce that old place that they were citizens of and say, now I'm going to be a citizen of the United States, and I'm, going to, I'm willing to do whatever it takes, even bear arms to help my country. And no people that are born in this country don't have to make that oath. These people got to make an oath. And I think that the same thing is for us. When we come into the citizenship of God, we became a citizen of a whole new country. We have to renounce, like they, like they do in that, in that, remember the ceremony we went to? Mm-hmm. They said, this is part of it. You can look it up. Look up the citizenship oath when you get a chance. Just Google it. It says, they have to say these words, I renounce and abjure any allegiance or fidelity that any foreign prince, potentate, or state or sovereignty that I had before uh, being a subject or a citizen. So being not of this world means that we not only have a higher uh, place, but we have a higher calling and a higher purpose. This world and its priorities are fading away. 
But the one person, the one that lives for God, does not fade away and he lives forever. Okay. The one thing I want to add to that, too, uh, the Biltmore Estate in Asheville, North Carolina, is stated and notated by the federal government and registry. It is the largest residence in the United States, private residence in the United States of America, the Biltmore Estate, which was built by George Vanderbilt uh, over 100 years ago. But one thing I want to say this right now, even with a grand big palace like that's not a homeless a palace, it cannot compare to what God has in store for us. And I've been to Biltmore, me and Pamela have been there two times, uh, Christmas and Thanksgiving, about three times I've been there. And it is not, even, the, even, the, even if there's even any dust in heaven, that place cannot compare to what's in That's why John tells us that eyes have not seen or ears have not heard or into the heart what God has to store for those who love him. And when you talk about walking the streets of gold, that's a, God don't value wealth like we do. He's talking about putting gold on the streets. We, we're talking about taking gold and trying to sell it to for a profit. God said, the chains up here walk on the streets of gold. That's how much I value you. You know, you don't see no streets here in gold in the world that I'm aware of. But if this is a place where streets are made of gold, that's going to tell you. And the gold in heaven is not compared. You can't compare the gold on earth like you can in gold in heaven. But the reason why I'm saying that, no matter how big your house or small it may be, this is not your home. Because Christ did not come here to stay and take refuge and say, we're going to this heaven on earth. Now, God did repair a new heaven and new earth because there was a war in the Old Testament that Satan had started in heaven. So God said, since it was a war in the heavens and it was warfare and bloodshed and sin on earth, I'm going to have to renew, I'm going to have to get a new heaven and a new earth. Remember, he's the creator of everything, Genesis chapter 1. That means he created that heaven, he'll create a greater heaven than the last one was. Mm -hmm. But I want to tell you that eyes have not seen and ears have not seen. So no matter what kind of lifestyle we have, it's nothing on this side. You can see people on yachts, people on private planes. Ah, that's nice. That's nice. But one day they're going to have to leave this life, and where are they going to wind up when they take that last breath? And the converse is true, too. No matter how bad you your experience, whatever you're going through, the pain, any kind of suffering, persecution, targeting, electronic weapons, mm-hmm. um, being extra, extra, you know, extricated from places, mm-hmm. uh, being cast out, being harmed, being lied on, being uh, tortured even, all of that, you're gonna, it's going to fade away. Keep your mind on what is to come. Mm-hmm. Keep your mind on what I can. I remember stories about prisoners of war even, and they said that they would get tortured, but the thing that they remembered was that I'm just going to think about I'm going to go home someday. I'm going to get out of here. The allies are going to come and, and rescue us from this prison camp, and we're going to go home. And when we get home, we're going to whatever you like to eat. I like to sweet potato pie. I shouldn't eat it. <laughs> it's something yeah. that's not that healthy. But I like ribs, and that's not that healthy either. And I like bacon. Amen. <laughs> All right, so, honey, give us a list of the things that of God and a list of the things of the things of holiness of God, not of this world, and the things of, that are not of this world, the things uh, of this world. Okay, so I put I made a little uh, table here. One, it says not of this world. We are not of this world. And the other one says of this world. Okay, so I'll start with not of this world. Not of this world um, is Jesus. He's the leader of that. Of this world, Satan. You know, the Bible talks about him being the ruler of this world. Right? Not of this world promotes holiness. Of this world promotes sin. Mm-hmm. Okay? Not of this 
world walk in light. Of this world walk in darkness. None of this world is truth. Of this world is lies. None of this world transparency. Of this world secrecy. None of this world godly vows like you make to your spouse or to, to the Lord. Of this world wicked vows, witchcraft vows, satanic vows. Um, and one more thing I'm going to say, even be careful when you're doing um, meditation, yoga, and anything like that. Mm-hmm. Most of that stuff is rooted in witchcraft. It's Look East. it up. It's Middle East. I'm not making it up. Yeah, Look it, it up. is Middle East. And so that's something else that's sort of secrecy, it's mysticism. Mm-hmm. None of this world is you're focused on the spirit. Of this world, you're focused on your body. None of this world, you're focused on the eternal. Of this world, you're focused on temporal. None of this world, you're focused on your heavenly rewards. Of this world, you're focused on earthly wealth. Not of this world, you look up to the king of kings. Mm-hmm. And of this world, you're looking up to worldly kings and politicians. Amen. So the Bible says, choose this day whom will we serve. Will we serve God or mammon? We can't serve to God, it says that in Proverbs. And we either love one and cling to the other or we'll despise one and neglect the other. But I do want to say this to you right now, that any time you go out of the country, when they stamp your passport, they want to know how long are you there on business or are you there on pleasure? What is your nature of business coming in the country? And when you go there, they always stamp your passport and they stamp it, they give it back to you after they check your identification and hand it back to you. And it validates that you're here for, what, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, or up to a certain amount of time until it expires. And you have to return and you have to vacate a lead exit out of that country to wherever you're going from there. But the one thing I'm going to say is, do you know that you have, we all have a heavenly passport. Since Christ has died for us to shed his blood and we accepted him, do you know you got a heavenly passport that's made in gold and written by the author of Jesus Christ himself? And that passport is stamped on the day you were born. And that passport will be stamped on the day we exit out of here, the exodus. There's going to be a second exodus. You know, the first one was an exodus when Moses led the children of Israel through the Red Sea by the will of God. And they guided in the divine will of God. The other exodus is going to be a chapter of Revelation chapter 4. will come up hither when all of God's children are snatched away. The hundreds and millions of people all over every nation the Bible says is present. But watch this. God says, if you be faithful to that, I will give you a crown of righteousness. And he says this right now, be faithful unto death. He didn't say be half faithful. Be faithful when you finish the line. Amen. And the other thing he said is this right now. He said right now, do you know, if you notice, I noticed one thing when I was coming up going to school and I grew up on the West Coast. I was born on the East Coast, grew up on the West Coast. I know every time I tried to fit in with some kind of clique or, or in-group, I was always the one rejected out of that group. I noticed that. And after a while, I couldn't understand why was I so different from the other kids. And I realized many years later, it wasn't that they rejected me. God allowed them to reject me because they wanted to be like the world. And God had a calling on my life that was going to be magic. And it was going to be activated one day in my life. So you ever find yourself not fitting in with certain cliques or groups of people, or you all like you're downcast, cast down, but not forsaken, bearing the marks of Jesus Christ by growing in the Lord. Amen. 
And you notice that you don't fit in with none of those cliques and all those gossipers and all, because all that stuff is the things of the world, the pride of life, the lust of life, the pride of life. All these people, all, when I look at TV, stuff, I don't even watch a lot of these shows because all their focus on is the things of the world. And when you talk about anything about Jesus, they don't even want to hear it. Amen. They don't have power for that. But I'm going to tell you one day, the Bible says he will come as a thief in the night. And an hour that no man will even know. And you're going to hear that trumpet sound. And all these Christians, all of us going to be gone out of here. Bye-bye forever, old world. I didn't have enough of you, and I see you, and I want to, don't want to be you. Amen. But one thing I'm saying is we be ready for the rapture. When that day comes, you can shout. We used to sing that in that old Baptist church. I grew up with less, about 100 people. We say, soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. I don't know when he's coming. I don't know the day, and I don't know. And anybody that come and tell you, they know the day and the hour, and they heard that from God. They are a liar, and the truth ain't in them. But I'm trying to tell you, only God himself knows that we are not of this world, so we are marked with the cross on our forehead as witnesses. Even the season, the day and the hour, we don't know. But he said, be ready for my coming. Remember the, the, the version, five or wine, or how was the five ten? Five or wine, five was foolish. They were when, when a, when a bride flew came in. Five were ready, and the other were not ready. See, this is how Christ is going to come as a thief in the night. But he said, when I come, he's going to catch everybody off guard because their mind ain't going to be on me. It's going to be on the things of the world. But I beseech you by the mercy of Jesus Christ, be ready because when he comes back, every eye is going to see the Son of Man tear over the And the Bible says he's going to come back the same place he made the ascension, the ascension of Christ. He's going to come back on that same day. He's going to put his foot on the mouth of power, and everybody's going to see the Son of Man. At one time, it's unbelievable this year. I know people that are, that are filthy rich. They can't even leave out of their country. They have, they, they have private jets. They have homes. And they can't even leave out of the country. This, this pandemic has paralyzed a lot of things. So even if you have money, it doesn't mean anything. If you have power, it doesn't mean anything because this thing is only going to be moved out of here when Jesus speaks the word and say, peace be still, that's the only time this pandemic is going to be over. But I'm coming to tell you, I'm telling you about a man called Christ Jesus, our Lord of the earth. The Bible says in 2 Titus 2.13, looking up for that blessing, glorious day of our glorious Savior, He's going to come out of nowhere. The Bible says, want to be taken in the field or want to be left. And he said, don't even go back to your house and try to reclaim them, but be ready for the coming of the king. And that's what Jesus said. Now, Jesus told him, he said that the disciples said, when will, the, when will Jerusalem be redeemed? He said, no one knows the hour of the man. But he said, don't worry about that, but be ye ready. Because when I come, he said, it's going to be so quick that it's going to, you know how long it's going to take Jesus to come back from the throne here? A blink of the eye. That's how quick it's going to take. And when he comes back, he is coming back to get a church that is ready and hungry and thirsty for him. And the things of this world that you are going through right now, I'm going to tell you something. We don't know the season, but we know the signs. Look at the things that are taking place. We have a pandemic that has not happened in 103 years. Amen. And now we got a pandemic that 
it's, it's, it's shutting down the whole world. Like it's, it's one place after another shutting down. And now the whole world is in fear now. Nobody's worried about this world. They're worried about how they're going to survive this thing. So we're gonna, we're, I believe we're going to come out of this because I can see it happening. But I know one thing. When we come out of this, they're going to go right back and they said, they're not going to think about God. They're not going to glorify him. They're going to go right back and they said, for way. But we're going to have a new testimony. What you are going through, if it's for the gospel, it is a new testimony to be written that you took a stand for righteousness. I'm not talking about a testimony for foolish. I'm talking about right. Uh, when you took a firm stand with two feet and said, for God, I live, for God, I die. Amen. And blessed be the name of the Lord. Even if it don't work out the way I want to, blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord give us, the Lord take them away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You are not of this world. You are citizens from heaven. And when I was a little boy, years ago, I went to school. We went on a field trip. They took us to the U.N. And I went, they took us to the, the best of you at the top. I was very young. I kind of remember a little bit. And I saw all the nations with signs from one end of the room. To the other. They, they got a business that you go up there and see when they're taking a vote. And I was just a little boy, probably seven, eight years old. But I saw all these people from different nationalities. And I said, behold. I looked. I thought about the scripture where God said, "Behold, the people are one. Let us go down. We may confound their language." And that was a babble. That's when God scattered them abroad, and all these different languages came to the earth. Amen. And so God said, "Every nation." But all I'm saying to you is, you are right now got on a plane and went to the ends of the earth. God said, "I can rapture you anywhere." Then because my arms are never outreached, you cannot run my arms. That's Jonah. Amen. He's going to belly the well. And I believe that, too, because God said it, and it's possible. But I want you to know that he is the king of kings, and he is the Lord of lords. You are not of this world. So is Christ that I'm not of this world. So ye are ye not of this world. You are citizens of heaven. And this home that we live in here are just like hotels. We got a checkout day. Amen. And we got a permanent home in hands that are not made by hand. Amen. The Bible said it. The Bible never says nothing about in the creation just one that God created anything with his hands. The Bible says he spoke it in existence. So that's the power of God. That's only a small spectrum. He spoke everything in existence, and he took the seventh day. He was pleased that he looked at it and rested and sanctified the seventh day of the day of rest. So I'm telling you, rest. And what we're going through, rest. Even though we're going through the sacred rest, because one day, this will all be over because soon and very soon we're going to see the king. God bless you. Be ready. He's coming. Amen. 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 That's what we'll turn it back over to you now.
Hello, Carolyn. I'm not sure if we are. I've not been pushed out. Uh, Alina? Sister Cheryl, Sister Helena has disappeared from the board. Are you able to play the song? Did you, can you guys still hear us or did you hear everything? Yes, we heard everything. Okay, I just couldn't hear anything after we finished. I didn't, it went silent. Okay, thanks. Right, some people got knocked out. Okay, uh, yes, hold on one second, please. Keep you near the cross, and may your troubles show that you need God, and may your battles in the way they should, and may your bad days prove that God is good and may your whole life prove that God is good see may your struggles keep you near the cross and may your troubles show that you need God and may your And may your hands move that God is good. See, may your whole life move that God is good. See, may your struggles keep you near the cross. And may your troubles show that you need. God, and may your battles in the way they should, and may your bad days prove that God is good. See, let your whole life prove that Man, amen. Um, for the past two weeks, the enemy likes to disconnect me from the call before I think those who 
have delivered the preach word uh, to us. But I'm going to go ahead and uh, thank Pastors Terrence and Pam Wilson for delivering preach word. Uh, that was an excellent message, and, and we thank you um, for that holy message, reminding us that we are not of this world. As God's people, we are commanded to follow the word of God in our thoughts, words, and actions. We are to seek eternal life for our salvation and not our temporary and earthly life, not to pursue that for salvation. It's only for it's only the eternal life that we are to seek. And we thank you. And and we are reminded of this every week because uh, the enemy tries to knock us out of this world, but we are not of this world. Anyway, we are of God's world. We are God's people. Amen. 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 We thank all of you who are worshiping with us today on the phone or on the Internet. We invite you to discipleship and offer a prayer of salvation. We pray that you've received all the blessings that God has given you during this service. The Bible reveals that God has a plan for every life and that if we live in constant fellowship with him, he will direct and lead us in the fulfillment of this plan. You cannot know the will of God for your life unless you first come to the cross, confess that you are a sinner, and receive Christ as Lord and Savior. Once you do come to him, you begin a whole new life, a life lived not for yourself but for Christ. From that moment on, God wants to show you his will. Whatever decisions you face today, commit them to God and ask him to guide you, and he will. If you would like to ask Jesus into your life today, please say this prayer after me. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know I am not where I want to be, and I want your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins. Please wash me clean from all sin, shame, and guilt. Come into my life, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Email us at admin at refugefromthestormchurch.org to become a member or for prayer. Please see our newsletter for suggestions on how to start your journey through the Bible by using devotional readings. If you are not receiving our newsletter, go to refugefromstorm at aol.com to request that your email address be put on the list. Thank you so much. Now let us listen to our closing praise and worship song. It will be followed by final remarks and a benediction, which our pastor, Reverend Wilson Black, will deliver today. This world is not my home. 
I'm only passing through. Now my treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Amen. Amen. So, so thankful for the word, Pastor Terrence and Pastor Pamela, for just reminding us that this is not, this world is not our home. 
taking us first of all over to John 17, one of my favorite chapters where Jesus talks to his father, our father. He talks to him about the assignment that he came to the earth to fulfill. He talked to him about those who believe because Jesus came and then he talked to him about those who would become who would believe because we go into the world. And finally, he asked God to make us one. So thankful that he's doing just that. Sister uh, Jax, I'm going to get you to write some sermons for me. Your, your, uh, uh, your talk was so nice. Thank you so much for thinking such nice things about, about me and about the church that God has created just for you. He was never, ever in agreement that we would be orphans. That's why he sent Jesus. And when the world became worse and corrupted, he decided that those of us who were being pushed out of the four wall church needed a home. And he sent refuge from the storm church. I'm so thankful that God chose me to use me and chose each of you to be a part of this miracle. It's a miracle from God that we would be able to use the very airways that the enemy thought belonged to him. God says, not yet. It's still mine and it will never be long to our enemy. Thank you very much. I do want to appreciate, show my appreciation to all of the ministry team for today and the role that you played. And you see how that old enemy, he, he likes to throw those um, shots at us, but we, we, we come up, we come up, we survive every time. And God is so good to see to it that we do. I want to uh, invite all of you back to our services as we be begin them up again on next week. On Wednesday morning is our early morning prayer time at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Wednesday evening is our Embracing Purpose Bible study. We're on a home, home stretch now. Uh, we'll be on lesson number six next week. We have 10 lessons and sometime towards the uh, middle of November, Sister uh, Juanita, Minister Juanita is planning a, a, a little study that will take us on into December. And at the beginning of the year, as Sister Jackson said, we'll be starting a, a, a full year Bible study chronologically, seeing how things really happened in time as we seek to understand better the ways of our God. On next Saturday, we will be a Thursday night. Thursday night, please come out and, and, and please pray. We are praying the purpose the original purpose for the Next Generation Support Group was to give support to those young people who are have been brought into the targeting circle and they are being so cruelly mistreated and the perps are trying to get them to commit suicide. All kinds of things are happening. You just know what's happening to you. Well, imagine that happening to someone who doesn't know what's going on. Imagine the fear, the terror, the trauma they're enduring. So the desire was to just provide them with some support, help them to become more spiritually mature so that they can learn how to stand in this wicked world on the word of God. Uh, but she also said so correctly that, that others needed to come in. And so we've opened it up and, and is allowing anyone who needs to come and, and we take some time to kind of, uh, update on where we are in our own struggles, but then we always turn to the word of God. He is our strength and, and the word is definitely the lamp unto our feet and the light unto, we unto our path that we need in this world of darkness. So we do invite you to uh, come and join us 
That's on Thursday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And then back next Saturday is our church service at 6 p.m. I do want to encourage each of you to show your appreciation to our clergy. These are people who give of their time, their talents, and their treasures to see to it that we get fed the word of God, that we grow spiritually, that we are encouraged, that God is still in charge and he has the last say. That is Elder Carolyn Cunningham, Minister Juanita Purdy, uh, Pastors Pamela and Terrence Wilson, and Pastor Dee Dee Sterling Williams. They all joined me in taking turns and taking time out of their own busy schedule to join in and help us to have church on Saturdays. So I would like you all to join me in thanking them uh, by cards and, and gifts and words uh, for their time and effort also in seeing to it that refuge from the storm is a living and alive testimony unto the God who created us. After the benediction, we will have uh, a time of prayer. And so those of you who desire prayer, we encourage you to stay on the call and uh, speak about your concerns. We'll be happy to do that. Any of you who prayed the prayer to become a, a member of the body of Christ, definitely we want you to stay on so that we can pray with you about the uh, decision that you've made. And we invite all of you to take up membership right here at Refuge from the Storm Church. Um, most of you have been, of us, have been, been pushed out of the four-wall church. And, and believe it or not, um, U.S. Representative Trey Gowdy spoke of that on a YouTube video to a, a Homeland Security person about the fact that, that they were taking away people's rights to church membership. And he asked them, is that fair? What about due process? And I was so proud that he did. I'm telling you, I downloaded the, the transcript of it and highlighted some of it and sent some to some people who needed to know that some people are still abiding by the law. So we do invite uh, you to all of you, join us, join us, become a member, become a, a voting, uh, uh, participating member of Refuge from the Storm Church. We fling wide our doors open. They used to say our, our doors swing open, uh, what hinges on, the, on, on, uh, on welcome. So please come and join us. With that, we will have our prayer of benediction. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day, God. We thank you for all of the ways that you keep proving yourself to us, Lord. We thank you, Father, for the encouragement today from the word that this isn't all of it. This isn't the end of the story. This is not the, the period, oh God. It's just a comma, what we're enduring down here. But we thank you, O oh God, for the promise of a hallelujah good time with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, as we look forward to the lion of the tribe of Judah coming on a white horse. And the word tells us that the word, the sword, like the word, is going to be coming out of his mouth. God, while we wait on you, we ask that you will continue to build us up in your word. 
Continue, O oh Lord, to show us the way. Thank you, Father God, for promising that you go before us to make our rough road smooth and our crooked road straight. Now, Father, we just pray that day by day by day, dear Lord, these three things we pray to see you more clearly, to follow you more nearly, and to love you more dearly day by day by day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you pause the recording. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.